happy Monday. Yes, we made it. I don't, did we say we made it on Monday? Probably not, right? It's Monday. We don't say we made it like, oh, here we go again. Another, uh, another week has begun, but an exciting week. Can I try to get you excited for this week? I know what you're going to say. Joe, we don't want to hear about sports. Please, could you not? Could you not start the day with sports? Well, can you give me five minutes? Okay, good. Here's why we are excited for this week. The Sabres play on national television again tonight. Another ESPN Plus game for you to enjoy against the Edmonton Oilers at 7.30. There's a start, right? The ACC Championship, uh, our ACC Tournament, starts tomorrow. Obviously, as a Virginia Tech fan, I'm happy about that. We have a lot of Syracuse fans in the audience. I know they're excited about that. UB starts their quest for a MAC uh, championship on Thursday. The World Baseball Classic starts this week. USA playing their first game Saturday night. Exciting stuff. Exciting stuff all around. Um, so there, there's my little sports mention of why we, what we had to look forward to this week. Uh, to kind of wake you up on a Monday. Now, I have to say, you know, I um, was around doing a lot of uh, a lot of side work this weekend, you know, trying to make a little extra money. And um, I was wearing boots, and decent boots, right? We're talking nice, nicer boots. And, um, but again, boots so you could walk through mud and stuff and not worry about uh, messing up my, my shoes. I have my Skecher old man shoes on right now. And uh, my, my boots, now they're very nice boots, but they make this squeaking noise, right? Josh, you've heard this, eat, 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 as I'm walking through the building. And um, again, I'm in a hurry. When I'm doing these, uh, these shops, I'm in a hurry. Uh, so, you know, if you're at like a Wegmans, no one's really going to, you know, look at your, okay, what, what's wrong with this kid? But at 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning, and you walk into an empty Walgreens, the three people there are just watching you and hearing you go through the Walgreens. Eat, 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 eat. Oh, I couldn't get. I, I was so embarrassed, and I couldn't find the last item. So I'm literally walking through every aisle. Eat, 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 eat. I know the people at the uh, at the counter were either laughing or like, "It's eight o'clock. What are you doing?" Uh, but yes, if you heard someone, if you saw someone walking around in sweatpants. And boots eat, eat, eat on Saturday in East Amherst. Uh, that was probably me uh, doing a little shopping. So I, I just had to pass that on. I, I and people say we'll get new boots. These are actually pretty new boots, and they're really nice boots. I don't want to have to get new boots, but it is like that Walgreens situation. Very embarrassing, right? There's three people. They can hear you. Eat, eat, eat around the whole store, right? I mean, Walgreens isn't known for blasting their uh, their music, so it's not like you've got the loudest music and you you're making these noises around uh, Walgreens. So that was the uh, the ex- extent of entertainment uh, for my weekend. Hope you had a wonderful weekend, and we're gonna get into some stuff today. Um, classic hits, you know, used to be called the oldies format. Now it's a classic hits format. What, what counts as a classic hit? How old does a song have to be to be a classic hit? We'll get into that. We'll also talk about, is this a singles town? Heard David talking about that in the noon hour. Um, and here's the thing. I'll say something real quick about uh, being a singles town. And then we'll go back to this later in the show. Oh, 
before I even say that, the detention and suspension topic was amazing on Friday. And not because of me, because of you, the audience. And not only was it amazing on Friday, that topic kept going over the weekend on my Facebook page. So much so that I might, I might, and this is usually a no-no in the, in the radio industry, I might bring that topic back later today. That topic did so well over the weekend on social media. We might bring the detention suspension topic back today. I'll just have to keep reminding people that it's uh, not a uh, best of show or a replay that we're doing it again. So we'll see what direction the show goes in. That's the beauty of talk radio. Anything can happen. Anything, people can talk about whatever they want, right? Some, we can go into a different direction that I can't even see yet. That's why I love this platform. I love this media. No offense to podcasts. Podcasts are great. People like podcasts. But you, 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 you flip on the mic for a podcast, you have a direction you go, right? Live radio, this show can go in any direction. Anything can happen in the next three hours and 45 minutes, right? We, like I said, we could be talking about something in three hours I hadn't even thought of. Usually that's when I do some of the best radio, something I haven't planned. Just like in school, some of my best projects were ones that I put together in homeroom that day. That's why I always loved projects, Josh. That's why I always loved presenting to the class. I didn't have to have anything prepared. I've, usually, I've almost always been good on my feet. I've always done well with crowds of people, right? The more people, uh, the better, you know? The teacher says you can write an essay or you can present to the class. And I never understood why people would want to present to, or would want to write the essay. That's, that sounds like work. That sounds like research. I'll present to the class. I'll read two pages of something, and I will go on for 20 minutes about the topic. Now, that's not to say I do that for the radio show. I do a lot of, uh, of prep for the radio show. However, in school, not so much. You offer me a presentation in front of the class, great. I used to love being in front of people, right? Um, before I played lacrosse, I was the PA announcer for lacrosse games. Yes. And I loved it. It was so much fun. Um, but yeah, that's just something, Josh, I don't know if you were the same. I just never understood why people would go, hey, I, 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 uh, I'll write the essay. Like people just didn't want to face their classmates. What better situation than the people that you've been with all day, every day for the last decade? Yeah, you know what? I think I'll talk to them. They've, I've been sent to the office enough for talking to these students. I think I'll, I think I'll present my research. I think I always used to pick whichever one was quicker. Like if the essay wasn't that long and the project looked like it would take more like effort, I would do the essay or vice versa. Yeah, project, okay, that's a little different. But even that, if there's, a, if there's a part of this where me talking is important to the grade, I'm going with that. Well, yeah, because, I mean, you've seen, everyone's seen a PowerPoint that has, like, five bullets on each slide. Like, that's easy to do, and then you just put everything up in your head. Yeah. It's a lot less work than typing out an essay. But, like I said, if the essay's two pages, I'm doing the essay. Well, you know, early in my schooling, Josh... We didn't even have PowerPoints. We would either bring a project board 
Or we would have the person in the office who was responsible. I don't know what that person does now. Who was responsible for making a page into a uh, clear page for the projector. Oh, yeah, the overhead. Yes. So we used to have the old school, you know, put it down. Okay, you see this here. You see, we used to do that. I don't know what that person did now. You would have to submit paper and they would make it a clear sheet to put on the uh, overhead projector, right? And then that would be, you would be able to write on it with a marker and the whole class could see it right there in front of you. And your eyes, you couldn't see anyone in the class because you've been looking down at this light and now, you know, your eyes are have that after you've stared into a light uh, thing going on. So, and then some teachers would just turn the lights on as soon as you were finished and everyone would get blinded. Yes, exactly. Um, so, we, you know, we did that through middle school. We didn't really have power... Uh, PowerPoints that you could show to the class. Our classrooms didn't start getting smart with technology until my junior, senior year. So we're talking project boards. We're talking overhead projection. We didn't have, I mean, we had PowerPoints, obviously, but we didn't have the, most of the classrooms didn't have the way to present them until later in my schooling. Now, I remember at Amherst, uh, early on, there were certain classrooms, right? particular classrooms that would already be smart rooms. I remember we this we rolled out the smart room and teachers would have to sign it out and you could have the smart room for a class for presentations. Now every classroom is a smart room. However, the big computer labs where they'd have like 50 computers in one yes, room. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, but yeah, Amherst we had a smart room and a teacher would sign it out and you know you'd say, "Hey, tomorrow for class, we're going to be in room 203, the smart room uh, for presentations." So that was more toward the end of my schooling. Uh, we got this. Now every room's a smart room. I, do they even have chalkboards anymore? I don't know. You know, I, do we do we have chalkboards in the classrooms? Probably not. I, you know who I could ask? My wife, who's a teacher. I probably could ask her if there's a chalkboard still in the uh, in the classrooms. All right. I didn't mean to go off on that. I'm sorry. Um, now, this next topic. There's a lot of components to this. So just hang with me. And then I'd love to know what you think at 8030930 star930. So as you know, the beamers, we we are known for having our car issues, right? You've heard about my car issues when I had the Civic uh, for years. Luckily now I have a car that's dependable and a car that um really is dependable. I guess that's the best. I don't know what I was trying to add there. Um, however, my wife's car has had a few issues over the last few months, okay? And her car broke down a few weeks ago, maybe two weeks ago. Um, it's the day that you didn't hear me on BMAS and Beamer after hearing me uh, during a new morning, all right? I had to leave and go get her and take her to her doctor's appointment and then take her to uh, to school and then go and meet the tow truck driver to get her car and get it to the mechanic. Got it? Okay. So she takes her car to the mechanic, and they tell her, great news, uh, this is covered under the warranty because it's been less than a year since we've done work to your car's transmission. And you know what kind of relief that is, right? You know what kind of relief it is when they tell you, hey, we just checked. This is covered. You don't have to pay a dime. It's going to take us a few weeks, but you don't have to pay a dime. This is covered. All right, you got it? So we're very happy, right? We're in a really good mood. We got a, a kid on the way, and we were just told that this work is going to be covered because it was uh, similar to the work that was done over the summer. Now, let me start by saying, I realize people make mistakes, 
I make mistakes on a regular basis, okay? I'm the king of mistakes. Put that in a promo. I'm the king of mistakes, okay? However, this mechanic waited about a week, maybe over a week, but we're going to say a week, um, to then call my wife and say, sorry, there's been a mistake. This actually isn't the similar work, and now it's going to cost you a few thousand dollars, okay? Now, yes, that sucks. And again, I realize people make mistakes, okay? I get it. I make mistakes. I realize that um, sometimes you get in there and it's not what you thought it was. I get that. I understand that. But is there a time limit on when you can go, hey, you're paying nothing to now you're paying several thousand dollars? And again, you know, we're adults. Life's not fair. I get it. I don't want it to sound like I'm some millennial whining on the radio. That's not what I'm doing. But is there a certain time, okay, is there a certain time limit on when, the, when that uh, conversation can be had? All right, it's been a week. We went from, hey, you, pay no, you owe nothing to you owe several thousand. And it's not that the work has changed. They went back in their paperwork and discovered, oh, it's not exactly what we thought we had done last summer. Okay, I don't know cars, so I have no idea. I have no idea if the work's related or not. I don't know cars. I, I talk a lot about not knowing cars, right? I'm lucky to have Lauren Fix on my cell phone. If I ever have questions about cars, I'm very fortunate. But I know nothing about cars. So I take them at their word. I don't think they're, they're lying. I take them... At their word, it's not the work they thought they had done. But to wait over a week or a week to make that shift, you know, we are living in a time where most Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. And that's something that we shouldn't be proud of, and I'm, I'm, I'm not. But at a time where we have Americans living paycheck to paycheck, is there just a time limit? And again, I'm not saying that we should get the work for free. Obviously, we're going to pay for it, and my wife's car will be in much better shape, and she'll be able to drive that thing for a few more years. But I want to know from you, is there a, a, a time limit just for courtesy to get that information right? 803-0930, star 930. And then it had me thinking, we're talking mechanics, do you have a person, a company that you, re, that you rely on? If something happens to your car, you only take it to this person. Have you been, um, for lack of a better term, have you had any bad experiences with mechanics? Again, no names, but have you had bad experiences? Tell me about a time where you spent a ton of money on something that you then found out was not the actual issue. Have you ever taken your car to a mechanic for a particular noise? They took your car apart. They did something. They give you your car back, and it still has the noise that you wanted them to address. But now you're out a couple thousand dollars. And then we always talk about this person I trust with my car, right? Oh, taking it to this person, you have to go to my guy. He gets it done. What other fields do we have someone that we depend on, right? It, not just with cars. I know nothing about cars, right? 
And that's why I take it to a mechanic that I trust. Um, I know they're not going to lie to me. They're going to be 100% honest. And the other thing is, we also have uh, the guys, the, our engineers here at Odyssey. They all know cars very well. And I run everything by, I run everything by them before I agree to pay for something. I always ask their opinion. I always ask what they think, what they would pay, how much they think it's going to cost. And they've been great. I'm telling you, I've probably saved thousands of dollars on car repairs because I've asked them for their opinion first before getting work done. And then I can walk in there and sound like I know what I'm talking about, even though I don't. Okay? So 803-0930, star 930. Is there a time limit on reversing $0 to several thousand dollars? Do you have a mechanic you trust? Do you you take your car to someone that you know is not going to overcharge you, lie about needing something? Or did this force you to do work on your own car and learn how to change your oil, rotate your tires, change your brakes? Did you sit down and learn things so you know, hey, I know my car and now I can fix it? Now, I do think there is something about these newer cars. Things that used to be simple aren't so simple anymore. Things that you used to be able to do in a few minutes in your garage now either take longer or you have to take it to a mechanic. Have you run into those problems? And then, yes, looking around your house, electrician, plumber, handyman, do you have a go-to person in a different field that's not cars that you depend on. 803-0930, star 930. And again, if you're calling about your bad experiences, please don't mention names, okay? You want to talk about good experiences, mention names all you want. But bad experiences, please don't mention names, all right? No names, and we'll be fine. 803-0930, star 930. It is Beamer in for Bowerly, taking your calls, reading your text. Next, after the news, on News Radio 930 WBEN, great to be with you on this Monday afternoon. You were missing me. 
Beamer in for Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEN. <laughs> Gotta get the dad jokes going. <laughs> We're back. That's a great song uh, by John Waite, Missing You. And by the way, it is setting up my classic hits conversation uh, later in the show because it was a song that I owned the album to when it was out, but it was between. Two other songs from the 80s. That was one of them. We'll play the other one later in the show. See, I, I'm always working on the next topic. Uh, 803-0930, star 930, we'll get you on this show. My name's Joe Beamer, back with you. And um, just taking you through uh, a situation that happened last over the last two weeks. And again, I don't think, I would hope no one's pulling a fast one, right? And I don't think they are. My thing is, should there be a time limit to when someone bring, when you bring your car in, should there be a time limit to when the pricing changes or of how much that price can change, right? Because I've taken my car in before, right? And uh, my mechanic that I trust uh, has called me and said, you know, we found this. And my mechanic will, all, will be 100% honest. He'll say, it's not something we have to fix today, but... If we don't fix it today, we will have to at some time address this and we'll have to get back under your hood, right? That's how usually it's brought up. Like, we're already here. This needs to get fixed. And it's usually, we're talking what? 50 bucks. Okay, that's fine. I think there's a difference between 50 bucks and over a couple thousand dollars, right? For that's a, that's a drastic change. And again, I don't want, I don't want anyone to do free labor. I don't, I, believe me, I, I don't want anything for free. That's not what I'm asking. That's not what I'm saying. But as soon as, and maybe it's as much as keeping your record straight, but as soon as you've discovered that you've given the customer bad information, that you've given the customer this sense of, oh, you're getting this for free. It's going to take us a while, but you're getting this for free. Let me tell you this. You could have my car as long as you want it if you're going to fix it f for free uh, because of something that's under warranty. However, after, you know, after the first week, I'm assuming, and maybe you shouldn't assume because you know what happens when you assume, but I'm assuming that, okay, we're still on track, right? Nothing's changed. You've got my car. You've seen my car. You know what you have to do. You've ordered the parts for my car. I'm assuming nothing's changed in this repair work that's covered. And, okay, I'm not going to be spending $3,000. Does that make sense? I hope what I'm saying is making sense to the listeners out there. Um, we also asked for your text on the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. So I I'm just looking for, is there a time limit? To make these changes. And again, we're not talking about $50, $100. But if you are going to spring a couple thousand dollars on somebody, shouldn't you, at the very least, make sure you have everything covered in the first couple days you have the car? Again, this is coming from someone who doesn't know cars. So you could be listening to this saying, Joe, you have no idea what you're talking about. And if that's the case, call in. I again, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm giving you my opinion. You would think if you have the car for a couple days, right, 
and you, you know what you have to fix, you know the repairs, that you've kind of covered everything. Okay, this is exactly what we thought it was, and it's going to be covered under the warranty that we mentioned. You get what I'm saying? You would think in a couple of days you've confirmed that. And that's that's the more the problem I have. I don't have uh, paying for work that needs to be done is paying for work that needs to be done, and, and that's great. You know, no one's no one should have to suffer. I'm, I, I I hope that doesn't come. I'm not you know some millennial on here saying that I want free work and I want it now. Uh, <laughs> I I'm just a little upset. I guess is the right word, right, Josh? Upset that it took a week of having the car before this warranty-covered repair became a more than a couple thousand dollar repair. And I guess that's where my question is. What is the courtesy time to make those adjustments, to check off your list and confirm to the customer or say, sorry, we were wrong? Is there a time limit on that? 803-0930, star 930. Also, do you have a go-to mechanic? Do you have someone that if something happens to your car, regardless, you're telling AAA, take me to this person. Take me to this lot. Or maybe you had a go-to mechanic. And again, please no names. Maybe you had a go-to mechanic. And you discovered that they were doing work that didn't need to be done. You know, and how, how is that discovered? Maybe you take your car to the same person all the time, but something happened. You were in a different part of the state. Your car breaks down. You take it to uh, this person. They go, well, we noticed you had this put in. Why? <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe it was something as simple as that. Um, or or did, you, did you lose the trust? Because the thing about a mechanic is you have to trust the mechanic you're going to, right? And like I said, I'm very fortunate that I have a mechanic that I trust, and that's where I bring my car. And if my mechanic tells me one thing, I know it's going to be that one thing. My wife took her car to a different mechanic. Again, I'm not saying we don't trust them. They did great work over the summer on her car. So this isn't, this isn't anything against them. It's just the, the timing of the change in price, I guess, is what my, problem, my, my issue is. Uh, did you ever have a really bad experience at a mechanic and put so much money into your car... And the car started acting up as soon as you drove it off the lot. I've had that experience. I'll tell you that story in a minute. And, all right, we know people have their go-to person for a car, right? They have their go-to mechanic. What other fields, what other jobs do you have a go-to individual? A go-to handyman, a go-to plumber um, that you, you, you trust and that, you know, if this is happening, you always call that person. 803-0930, star 930. Now... The last year I had my Civic, so last summer, maybe before the summer, my mechanic that I go to, they were booked up, right? And they couldn't see my car for over a week and completely understandable. Um, so I, you know, I said, thank you. And I should have just waited. I should have just left my car in that lot because usually if my mechanic says it's going to take a week, it'll take two days and they finally look at it, right? But I was impatient and I took my car to a different mechanic um, that had decent reviews on Google, okay? I take my, my car to the mechanic. They have my car for over eight days. Over eight days because the car was not starting. It was cranking, but it wouldn't turn over. You get what I'm saying, Josh? It wouldn't turn over. So they had my car for eight days. And thanks to my parents, uh, we were able to make 
my wife's car plus my parents' cars every now and then work, okay? Eight days later, I get the car. I'm, oh, I'm so excited. And they say, and I don't like this. Tell me if you like, I don't like this. I pay the bill and they say, give us a five-star review on Google and we'll give you 50% off your next oil change. And I'm like, oh. So you're telling me the Google review is tainted by 50% off? 50% off an oil change. I was so upset by that. But again, you have my car's fixed. So yeah, I'll do whatever. My car's fixed. I get my keys. I go to my Civic. I'm so excited. I turn it on. It turns over. Oh, this is great. I back up. I start driving down. I get on Main Street. And what happens? No lie. No lie. 100% the truth. I am not a half a mile from the place. Uh, maybe maybe a mile from the place because I did go down one street and then onto Main Street. I look down. My engine's overheating. It's smoking. The car they had for eight days went from not starting to now it starts, but I can't get a mile down the street because now it's overheating and it's smoking all over the place. So the car that I waited eight days for, I then had to pull over near the Snyder Fire Hall, call AAA, have my car towed back. This was the first mistake I made. I should have just counted my losses. I should have counted my losses, but I didn't. I had them tow it back to the, to the mechanic who had my car for eight days to look at why it's overheating. And guess what? They said, beats us. No lie. They just threw their hands up. They had just taken over $1,000 of my money and said, we don't know what this is. I take it to my mechanic, the person I should have gone to the first time. I should have had more patience. Guess what? Fixed it within an hour. Fixed the overheating within an hour. So, and the good thing about Google is you can go back and change your rating. I deleted my rating. I was so disgusted. So that's something, by the way, you should be on the lookout for. That there are people out here, businesses out here, that offer you discounts if you give positive reviews. I'm not going to say most businesses because I don't think it is most businesses. But there are some businesses out there that are, let's just say, not being 100% honest with their reviews. And that was really upsetting for me to, uh, that was really upsetting for me to, to see. And like I said, it was the first, it was the first hint I had that something was not right about the people who I had just discovered had my car for eight days. By the way, by just discovered, I mean, I found them. Oh, they took my car. Oh, had it for eight days. So that's my story. And believe me, I don't go back to that. I go to the same mechanic now. I go to my, my guy all the time. Uh, they're, they're great. They take care of my parents' cars. They take care of my sister's car. I'm hoping after this incident, they'll take care of I, I, my wife will start taking her car there as well. 803 star 930. Asking for your mechanic horror stories. Again, no names, please. Um, or do you have someone that is just very dependable? And you always go to this person. You might even drive out of your way. Um, maybe you drive out of your way to, um, to go to someone who's dependable. Let's go uh, on the phone lines now. 
My, uh, my mom's visiting in Richmond, Virginia, and you can tell she must be bored. She called in. Uh, hey, Mom, thanks for calling in. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How's Richmond? Beautiful. I'm out walking. I'm, I'm, I must say I'm a little hot. Oh, um, yeah, rub it in. By the way, I, just, so, just so people know, I didn't ask you to call in. I don't want no, people to think no. I set this up. No, I definitely have an opinion on your situation. I think that once you give somebody a price, it's a price. And, I mean, I work in professional services, and believe me, we've eaten money before because we, we screwed up and we gave somebody, but we told them, look, this is what this is going to cost. It costed more. We should have said this might be what it costs. You know, it, this, this is an estimate, but we gave them a firm number, and uh, we didn't do it in that amount of time, and, and we ate it. So, I mean, everybody makes mistakes, but as I always told you as a kid, you, you pay for your mistakes. I shouldn't have to pay for them. Is, but right? is, is there a time Is there a time that that would be acceptable after you've given them a price? I think once they told you it was warranty work, it was warranty work. Okay. He could have said, look, I don't know. Let me open it up. Let me look. That's what my mechanic's done. A lot of times he said, I don't know what this is going to cost. As soon as I do, I'll give you a call, but right now... I got to open it up. I got to look. I got to do a few things. But once they say, gee, it's going to be $500, $500. Yeah. In I, my opinion. It, it seems like mechanic, uh, the, the mechanic industry is the one that can get away with that, though, right? That, that seems to be where you hear most of these horror stories of, oh, I thought it was going to be a $50 repair job. And next thing you know, my entire next paycheck was going into my car. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, the ones that want to stay around, I. I don't know. You know, I had a, a situation a little different than that, but with a car, I don't even know if you remember, but I bought a car from a major dealer, car dealer, new, and it was under warranty, and I took it back at least three times for the same issue. They kept telling me they didn't hear the noise. It didn't, it didn't happen for them. They don't know what I'm talking about. And so finally I wrote the car manufacturer. And said, their regional office in Pittsburgh, and this was back when you wrote a letter. And I said, I love my car, but I would never buy another one because your dealer here in Buffalo doesn't know how to fix it. And here's my issue. And it's been there three times, and it's still happening. Ooh. And it must have been the day they got that letter. The service manager from this very large, reputable car dealer called me and said, bring it in. Let me look at it. And he fixed it. So I... I I wouldn't, you know, and I don't understand because I'd never buy a car there. Um, I don't, I don't get, you know, three different people looked at it. It wasn't like just one person looked at it. Maybe he wasn't, he was new or just didn't care. But I took it in there three different times before, and everybody said, there's nothing wrong. We don't hear what you hear. This car is fine. That's another thing that's surprising. Like, you know, the people will take your car in and, you know, whatever, try to get an extra few money out of you. And I'm not saying that's what's in my case, but yeah. like like you said, all right, you'll never go back to that dealership. But it's not like we live in a one street like town. If a mechanic upsets somebody, you can just go to the next person. You think they'd want to keep business. Right. That's I, I, like my my opinion. Yes. If you it's very short sighted for people, mechanics to try to, you know, get something for nothing or over, you know, tell you, oh, this is going to be free and then charge you several thousand dollars. Yeah, it's, it, to me, it's short-sighted, and I would think that a lot of mechanics, you know, independent ones, they work by people referring them. And so, you know, when, you know, I know my guy, I've told a million people, you know, 
that he's a good mechanic. But I've also told bad ones that I've gone to. I, I tell people that too, you know. Yeah. And you would, I just don't understand, you know, why they, you know, why they risk their reputation like that. I don't get it. Yeah, mom. Before I let you go, how old does a song have to be to be considered a classic hit? Oh, twenty-five years. Twenty-five. Okay. I always thought it was thirty. Okay, thirty. I never thought about that. I don't know. Well, how old were you when you heard a song on a station that classifies themselves as either oldies or classic hits? Uh, that was an album you owned. How old were you? Oh, that was an album I owned. Yeah. Oh, how old was I when I first heard it on a classic hit? Yes. I don't know. Probably thirty-five, forty. Okay. Well, I'm thir- as you know, I'm 34, and I heard a song to a CD that we owned in the 90s on a classic yeah. hit station yesterday. Wow, that's hard to believe. I still think of 90s music as newer music. <laughs> yeah. I, he- I-, I heard it played right between Any Way You Want It and Missing You by John Waite. Oh, gee. Yeah. Oh. Huh. Well, we'll talk about that later. Mom, I hope you enjoy uh, Richmond. We appreciate you calling. Is Grammy listening to the show as well? Well, she's taking a nap right now. But oh, well, all right. <laughs> all right. Well, Mom, uh, have a safe flight on Wednesday. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Thanks all for right. calling in. Bye. Bye-bye. That is uh, my mom in Richmond, Virginia, listening to the show, calling in. I just want people to know, unlike um, – Unlike uh, other hosts, not at this station, but unlike other hosts, I did not ask my mom to call in. She called in, and um, I appreciate that. Uh, 803-0930, star 930, if you'd like to comment on the time limit that you should get. And I know I'm I'm talking about mechanic because that's my my experience, right? Um, But for anything... Should there be a time limit on when they can change the price on you for work you're getting done? Again, I don't want free service. I, I'm not asking for anything for free. I'm just saying in a timely fashion, I think a week, again, a week of people thinking, oh, this is covered under warranty. I can address other debts I may have, right? Or put this money away for something. I, I just think a week is a little too long. But maybe I'm just, I, I sound like a, 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 a millennial that feels like complaining. I don't know. 803 star 930. It's Beamer in for Bowerly. Back after this.